And then I was like, okay, I think I'll do their introductory course three weeks. And I said to my friend, but I'm not ready. And he said, firstly, you need to stop thinking you're not ready. You'll never be ready. I'm not ready. You will never be ready. Sign up for it. And it was quite late one night and I was like, oh, okay, I'll sign up for it. Hey there, welcome back to the Career Therapy Podcast, where we are exploring the hidden side of modern work. I'm your host, Martin McGovern, and founder of Career Therapy. Today, we are chatting with Eleni Nicolaides, who is uh, joining us from the UK to share her story of breaking into tech without breaking the bank. So how do you do this in an affordable and smart and strategic way? I'm really excited to share her story with you. Uh, so I hope you'll stick around and take a listen. Uh, before we jump into it, if you enjoy what we're building here, I hope you will subscribe and share this episode with folks. Maybe even leave us a review on iTunes if you're feeling up for it. And without any further ado, here's our conversation with Lenny. Thanks for uh, joining us today. I'd love to, you know, give us a little breakdown of uh, where you're at with things right now and what you're working on. Yeah, sure. So my name's Eleni. Most people call me Lenny. I'm currently living in the UK and I quit my job last June to pursue a career in tech. That's awesome. So, yeah. Well, I'm super excited to learn about how you've been approaching breaking into yeah. tech because it really is something that a lot of folks are trying to do. And especially with the pandemic, it's really caused people to reassess their careers and reassess what they're doing, whether it's a layoff or a furlough or quitting there's all this change happening, right? And tech yeah. is the big shiny object in the room, right? Yeah, so what, yeah. what was your mindset kind of deciding, uh, you know, that this was the right direction for you? Yeah, so what happened, I got furloughed in March and about April or May, I, I, I heard that there was this initiative from the government here in the UK where there were lots of different courses that you could do for free. And I'd heard a lot of buzz around Python, the programming language. I didn't know anything about it, but it seemed to be interesting. So I was like, okay, maybe I'll give Python a go. And I signed up to an open university course. And then I spoke to my friend who's a software engineer in Greece. And he said, well, I understand Python, but if you go with JavaScript, HTML and CSS, I can help you more. And I went, okay, I won't do Python, I'll do that. And he sent me a YouTube video, which was meant to be introductory. It was about three hours. I got through maybe half an hour and I was like, I don't, I don't understand this. I know it's English, but it's a completely different language. I need to strip it back even more. So then I got a child's book for, H, uh, for JavaScript. And my goal for the year was just to get through the book to kind of, I, I kind of have or thought I had a phobia to do with like books and studying in that way. And I was like, I'm gonna tackle it, I'm gonna do it. And then about two months on, I thought, okay, I feel a bit more comfortable now, but I need something a bit more fast paced because I'm not really getting anywhere. I hadn't gone into an IDE, which is like a coding editor, because I was too worried. I didn't, I thought I'd break it. So then I'd, I'd heard about SheCodes, I think, in May. And then I was like, okay, I think I'll do their introductory course, three weeks. And I said to my friend, but I'm not ready. And he said, firstly, you need to stop thinking you're not ready. You'll never be ready. I'm not ready. You will never be ready. Sign up for it. And it was quite late one night. And I was like, oh, okay, I'll sign up for it. And in the morning, I got an email and they said, you haven't actually paid for it I was like oh okay I'll pay for it I paid for it and I said to my friend but what if I fail like failure isn't an option for me that's how I'm wired and he went well you might fail that's just part of it 
if you do fail, he said, I'll pay for it. I was like, no, 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 I'm not gonna, I'm not gonna fail. It wasn't a lot of money. I think it was like 80 pounds. I don't know, in maybe a hundred dollars. So I was like, okay, I'm not gonna fail, but thank you. So <laughs> I did it and I immersed myself into it. I was starting to like code in the morning to see if I like to be a morning person, code through the night, just trying to figure out what way I like coding. But I remember thinking, I, I like this. this, this is enjoyable. I want more of it. So maybe like a week into it, I was like, um, um, I sent a message to one of the staff saying, I think I want to do more of your courses. I think I want to have a call with your CEO so that I can talk about my options, what way to go. And we had a chat and I was like, okay, I'm going to do it. That's great. So I did two of the, I've done, I've, I've got four courses. I'm, th um, I've done two of them. I'm in the in between the third one and once I've done the third one I'll do the fourth one that was a roundabout way of saying I'm doing all their courses but I'm taking breaks in between because that works for me so there's all different ways of approaching it yeah oh, sorry <laughs> no I, I just I love what you laid out there that whole story is like it's it's it really is about exploring your curiosity you know yeah taking it in chunks I think so often we feel like we have to do everything all at once yeah when we make a change we're like oh my gosh I need to you know join a and the, most of the people I work with right they join a boot camp and they just like yeah drop 10, $20,000 yeah, to, yeah. to make this huge career and life change. And, yeah. and it's, it's a lot of times overwhelming. Like one of the things that I think is so, um, it's so interesting what you just said. It's like uh, the government even has programs for you to like learn for free if you really want yeah, to. And, and yeah. that doesn't really happen here in the United States. No, right? Like no. everything is so expensive. And right. one of the things that I see people doing is they almost use education as a way to procrastinate the job search. Um, yes. And so they'll say, I need another, I need another degree or another certification or another program. Yes. They're dropping tens and, and $20,000 and $30,000. Yeah. And I'm just like, stop, you're driving yeah. yourself into a hole, but you're taking it so strategically. Yeah. It's like a hundred pounds that's or a hundred dollars, yeah. 80 pounds. That's, yeah. that's, that's reasonable, right? That's a reasonable yes. introduction into this world. Yes. So, Yes. It's just exciting to hear you say that. Oh, thank you. So actually, I hadn't actually realized that they even did um, a free like introductory hour on She Codes, but I was so like pumped. I was like, oh, I've got to do the first one. So I did the first one and then I broke it down. So I think all my courses came to like maybe a thousand pounds for all of them because I have heard like about these boot camps were like you do three months it's like seven eight thousand pounds and then some people get jobs immediately but I don't think that is that is something I don't think that's the norm and I think also with our online platforms people are going to curate what they portray so they say oh I went from zero to hero and you know I've got a, but it doesn't always work like that and you have to break into it because it's a new language like if you were learning a foreign language like I'm learning Swedish or if you're learning something else it takes time you're not going to be fluent it just like a three month you could if you're like that kind of person but the norm is you have to work at it so I'm trying to kind of immerse myself but slowly in a way that works for me and it's not just the coding it's all the background work so like coming onto LinkedIn I didn't have LinkedIn 
for a very long time. I was a bit apprehensive about having it again. And then I was like, but I want somewhere to have my courses because I knew that I could link my certificates from SheCodes to LinkedIn. So that was the first reason I got it. And I remember I actually connected with someone else from SheCodes pretty much after I made my account. I was like, oh, I like it here. And I've built my network, not massively compared to other people, but from having like, not having it at all, say like this time last year, I've got nearly nine, hundred contacts which i guess is okay it's pretty good it's pretty good yeah. it's a good start it's right okay. well yeah. you gotta think this is a lifelong process right it's 900 yeah. now but in 10 years yeah. it'll be totally different and and yeah. one of the things that you called out there i think is really important yeah. like these boot camps can be very helpful and they and people yes. do get jobs from them but yes what you're doing by taking these courses by doing it on your own is yeah. is building the and, and I like how you said, like, I was coding in the morning, I was coding at night, I was trying to figure out where I code best, when I code best. Yes. And, and what happens with a lot of people that go through boot camps is after they graduate, they join yes. the boot camp because they needed accountability. They needed someone to yes. kick them in the butt every day and give them a schedule. Yes. And then as soon as the boot camp ends, they don't have a schedule and they don't have no. any process. So yes. they go right back to not doing anything and then six months no. go by and they haven't coded they haven't learned yeah. anything new they haven't taken any additional um you know deep dives into things and so what you're doing let's say you know something changes and you do take a boot camp you've already yes. built the self-discipline yes to make you more successful in the boot camp and after the boot camp because now you yes. you have that um knowledge of when you work best you're not just yeah. doing it because someone else is assigning it you're doing it because no. you want to do it yeah. And I think because also, I think I said in my notes to you, I was training to be a teacher and I did a course where it was like, go to college for a day. And I found that that really didn't, that really didn't work for me. I found it overwhelming. So I think it's finding what works for you. There's so many things out there in terms of coding. If people want to code, there's so many different avenues. You could do a workshop, you could go on YouTube, you could get a book. You just have to find what's right for you. But my advice would be don't be spending thousands of pounds unless you know for sure that you work like that and that you have the money and I knew that I was comfortable giving this amount of money and I, I spent like money on making like a nice office area so it's all little different steps I think we just need to think more like not blindly go for something because that's what everyone's going in and we hear a few success stories if you don't work like that don't, don't do, don't do it. <laughs> right. Right. Yeah. And then, and that financial piece, right. So many people I talked to, it's like, I was expecting a job right out of the boot camp, And I'm like, you've got a six month journey ahead of you. That is a whole different skill set because you yeah. still have to learn how to get a job. And that's the yes. hard piece, right? Like yes. once you get the education, learning how to code, doesn't teach you how to interview. Learning how no. to code doesn't teach you confidence. Learning how no. to code doesn't teach you curiosity. It just no. teaches you how to code, right? Like just because yes. I know Spanish or something, which I don't, but yes. if I learn Spanish, <laughs> if I yes. learn Spanish, it doesn't mean that I'm like able to get a job in Spain, like in, in Mexico yes. or Spain, right? Like yes. it's like, yeah. like that doesn't translate. So there's a whole different skill set that needs to be learned on top of the, the primary skill set of the job yes, because yes. you're going to go compete with other people who have yes. college degrees, who have boot yes. camp degrees, who have other self-taught processes. Yes. And so I'm kind of curious, like, are you thinking that far ahead or are you just heads down on the technical side of things? 
I am thinking that far ahead. So I kind of like, because you asked about like the job search and stuff, I would say I keep an eye out for jobs, but I try not to be overwhelmed by it because sometimes you see like junior role, but they ask for all these different kind of tech that I don't know, or they might ask for two to five years or college degrees. I will only apply for things that I really, really want to do, or I think match my skill set. But I think you just have to break it all down because otherwise it will just become overwhelming and this is something that I feel that I want to do for like the next 20 30 40 however many years so it doesn't in the long in the long run it doesn't really matter if it takes me a year to get a job if it takes two years if I'm if I'm ready like mentally emotionally financially um I have the coding then it's just power to me so it I try not to compare my journey to other people's but there's a lot of kind of behind the behind the scenes things that are, are going on. So like with the networking, with being part of a Discord group, I think I mentioned to you where there's lots of coders and we talk about code and it's like an online community because with COVID it's been hard for someone like me that is quite extroverted and gets energy from being around people. So to go from that, being in work or being around people the whole time to nothing, it was a bit like, Oh, I don't really like this. How do I, how do I, how do I exist without like people that's my oxygen? So I had to kind of curate it online. And in the end of the day, you just think, okay, life still goes on and life still goes on through the pandemic. It just looks differently. So I went to a lot of like online events where I talk to people and network and, you know, so you feel this kind of sense of community and you build, build yourself, it builds everything up slowly. I love that. And one of the things that really stands out to me from what you're saying is you're you're really finding people that you have shared interests with, right? You talked about your yes. friend who you're like, yeah. I'm interested in coding. They're interested in coding. And they're actually going to give you solid advice of things to do. Um, yes. And one of the things that stands out to me when people want to break into tech, I'll, I'll, yes. always, I'll often say like, why? Why? Like where? Well, I won't say why. I'll say, where do you want to work? What industry? What title? What kind of things do you want to be doing? And they'll say, I'll work in any industry. I'll take any of these dozens of titles and, you know, I'll work anywhere in the country. I'm like, well, you're just being unspecific, right? But um, the, the, big, the big thing I hear is I just want a paycheck. I'm, I want to be in tech because I want the money because I'm told that this is a high paying field. And, I, you know, I don't, I don't really, someone once said to me, I don't really want to work that hard. I just want to blend into a oh. company <laughs> and just, uh. and like, you know, again, to each their own, but yeah. man, that's going to make it hard. That is going to make it really hard. So what I yes. like about what you're saying is you actually have an interest, right? You yes. have a real interest in this. You tested it out to make sure that you have an interest in it. You're not just chasing that dollar, which the dollar is important. No. Discounting of the dollar. Of course it is. Yeah. Right. But you're, you're sort of making sure that you are finding people that you like to nerd out with. And I find networking yes. is easier when you're nerding. Yes. Out. So yes. What, what are exactly. some of the things that exactly you've seen that. on the nerding outside of things? Um, it's 
do you mean in terms of like what what like being a software engineer is? Well, you're or... finding these Discord groups and things like that. Yes. I think I think oh, some okay. people can learn from your extrovert extrovertedness, right? A lot of introverts <laughs> are like, you know, I'm an introvert, and it's you know I have to build things like podcasts and things to be able yes. to connect with people because I'm so nervous to just like yes. you know, go do things. But for you, it's like I think we can learn a lot from how you maybe even other extroverts who are struggling with yeah. the pandemic to find people yeah. to connect with like what what has been your process of finding these outlets okay so what happened was i was just on so the big thing for me was making linkedin and then i think i went through a phase of just sending connection requests to anyone that had like software engineering in their title back then i didn't even really think about curating a nice like introduction which i make sure i do now i was just like right you're a tech person you're a tech person you're a tech person i just like would have so many tech people and then from that you you hear about things so someone posted that they'd made a group and it was for coders and I was like oh, okay so I joined it on LinkedIn and then I joined it on Discord and there's a lot of servers on Discord but it's finding your tribe and finding the right one for you and I just felt so comfortable with them and there's all different channels and we talk pretty much every day but what's great is we have coding as our common interest or most people like coding so if someone's struggling with some code you can say i'm really struggling with this can you just hop on a call with me hop on a call and talk talk through it and and that's invaluable because um coding can be quite isolating if the people in your immediate environment don't get it so you can say to them like or to a friend or whoever like i've broken my code and they're like what what do you mean i don't see anything broken i don't see any glass what do you mean there's no fire what do you mean it's broken but someone that codes will be like oh okay have you tried that or what about this or it's a comma or it's like a bracket or it's something so small but it's really important to find people that get it so that they can help you through that and you don't feel uh, so alone and I've spoken so much about this discord because it's helped me so much and when I go to networking events or when I speak to other people from SheCodes or on LinkedIn or Instagram and they say like I'm new to tech the first thing I say is like do you have a support network and they're like oh not really or they might be like oh yeah and I'll be like well this is what works for me like it might not work for you you've got to find what works for you and 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 people will join it or they won't join it but yeah and some people will join the discord and not oh sorry no for, might, for those who don't know I, i'm realizing yeah. people might not know what discord oh, is sorry. right what yeah. is what is discord or how would you describe it so you know like um if people know what slack is it's like a kind of a forum so you someone will invite you to a discord channel to a server and then you'll be part of it and there'll be different groups in it but i think discord is more um, so it's like video chat and um, you can go into a channel and talk to people like voice chat and then it's a gamers as well so they might um, share like they might be playing a game and then they share it and you can watch it but it's kind of when people say I don't know Discord I say it's, it's like Slack it's that it's that kind of thing yeah that's um, perfect but yeah and it really is one of those things where you know I like this idea of just like nerding out. You're talking about video games. You're talking about, it's not just talking about jobs. It's talking no. about the industry, the the career, yes. the environment, the, the hobbies that pop up around it. If you like code, you probably are someone who likes video games, right? So yes. there are a lot of commonalities beyond yes. just 
the work that I think it, people yes. overlook when they're thinking about networking. Everyone thinks, yes. oh, I just need to reach out to them and ask if they have a job. And if they do, great. If they don't, I failed. And it's like, whoa, whoa, there is like so much winning that can be done. And, and one of the things that I've been saying to people a lot is like, when you network with people, if you spend 20 minutes of the time talking about sports or video games or food or travel and only <laughs> 10 minutes talking about actually the work, yeah. that's still a win. That is still yeah. a huge win because you're getting to know people in this field, in this industry. Yes. And you're you're going to start feeling more comfortable and you're going to feel like less of an imposter because yes. you actually know people who do this. And kind of what you said earlier, yeah. you're like, if no one in your immediate circle is interested in this stuff, it's going to feel very isolating. Yeah. Um, I felt that when I first started doing entrepreneurship stuff, I looked around right. me and everyone was just like, uh, well, we just, or, or like creating content. I look around like yes. no one I know creates content. So I'm like, no, am I just some weirdo over here? Like what's going on? <laughs> and you really do have to step out of your bubble. There's that uh, phrase, you're the average of the five people you spend the most time with. Yes. I love and so that I'm, I'm curious, like who, like, what are some of the, you know, friendships that you've forged while you've been getting into this? So I would say I've got my friend that he does, I've got at least two friends that code quite regularly. And then I have um, the Discord, my like my Discord family that, that code and I'll speak to on a kind of daily basis. And they're mostly based in the US. So sometimes it's like if I'm coding at 3 a.m., the joke is there will be, always be someone online because of all, all the different um, time zones, <laughs> even within the States. And it's like what you said about if it's 20 minutes talking about sports and 10 minutes talking about coding, because I love cooking. So a lot of the time, not a lot of the time, but sometimes I'll be like, oh, this is what I cooked. And then we talk about snacks in the States, snacks in, in the UK or TV shows. And it's like you say, it's you just, you have to find a community or find, find a tribe. It's so important, at least, at least for someone like me, I find it important. I think everyone does. I guess people are different. But for me, that sense of community is so important. So you feel like you're not alone on the journey. And also, I think it's nice to, it is great to like reach out to people um, online, um, you know, whether it's life coaching or anything like that. But I think it's nice to know that it's like someone when there's no like money as a factor. So you know that like it's a group and they don't actually want anything financially from me. Does that make sense? So, you know, it, it's more like it's it's more or, organic. Um, yeah. not, some, not someone saying like, um, I can help you if you pay this much. That, that is part of it, but it's great to find a, a group in your tribe as well. 100%. And that that's the difference between joining a community and, um, you know, joining a mastermind group, right? Like there are 10 billion mastermind groups that are popping up every day. And each of them, you know, you have to pay to be a part of, or you have to do X, Y, or Z. And, you know, I, I'm not even necessarily against masterminds as much as I'm right. just like, there are so many less expensive ways to do this. And that's the same with, you know, even the education side of things. Like what, what yes. I'm kind of getting from your journey, which I love hearing yeah. and I don't think is talked about enough is like Aww. how to break into tech without going yes. broke. How to yes, break into tech love, without going see, broke. See, you've thought of the title. <laughs> <laughs> We've got a title for the episode. I love that. <laughs> 
And, and yeah. you know, as you're kind of doing all this stuff, you know, I, I'd love to just hear a little bit more about how you're maybe sustaining yourself throughout this process. Are you, are you using your savings? Are you working any other jobs? Are you, you know, what are some of the other ways that you've been able to navigate this process financially? So to be completely honest with you, at the moment I'm living at home. So financially I've got that cushion, but I use my own, mostly my own savings to pay for the courses, to pay for a, like a, a big screen. So I've got two screens when I, when I code, which now is like not enough. I need definitely need a, <laughs> you need a matrix but, setup. Oh, I need like, yeah, exactly. Like the matrix, a hundred percent, two screens after a while. I feel like I've graduated from that and need like more. Um, so mostly I've paid for that. And then I think like one of my courses, I said to my dad, can I have a, can I have a, this course for my birthday, please? And he was like, which isn't till May, but he was like, yeah, but mostly it's that. Um, and I think actually I caught some of your, um, live stream today when you were talking about sometimes when your bank balance is at, at zero and it, it's kind of like it's teetering towards that but equally I'm like it's fine like I can survive on not a lot of things I'm at home I'm working on my future this is all good um so that's how it's worked for me but I don't like debt so I wouldn't put myself in debt anyway whatever I was doing I just wouldn't do a course till I had the money kind of thing that that's that's how I am yeah. not that there's anything against people that want to you know take out a loan or whatever but you don't necessarily need to and I think like with YouTube and, and especially with computer programming and these kind of things there's so much online so many people on Twitter and LinkedIn uh, put uh, posting or or wanting to help the community so there'd be so many things that are for free but it's just finding it's just finding what's right for you I love yeah. that yeah and and one of the things to keep in mind as we're looking at all these things right yeah um, if you are truly interested in the thing you will seek out the free stuff regardless of whether or not you're paying for the paid stuff and yes. that's one of the things that again going back to, is this the right career move for you? Um, yes. You know, I think about this all the time when I, when I have a real interest in, in cognitive behavioral therapy, I think oh, it's a fascinating, yeah, I think it's a fascinating it. field. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's wonderful. And, yeah. and I, I'm constantly reading stuff about it. And in my head, I'm like, it would probably be good to get trained in that or get a master's in yeah. that or do something along those lines and yes. like actually build that side of things. But similar to you, I'm very debt averse. So I'm like, yes. oh, how far can I go without having to go into debt? Like how much yeah. can I learn? And in my mind, I'm like, I want, like, I want to prove to myself yes. that I've been studying this stuff for a long enough period of time to earn the uh, right personally, like me earning from myself, the right yes. to actually go pay for an education in this rather than yes. doing what a lot of folks do when they go to college, which is well, I guess I'll learn this thing, or I guess I'll do that thing. And like kind of no. passively moving through it. And so yes. I, I love how you're approaching it in that sort of like, I'm going to, I'm going to read this like introductory book. And if I can't yes. get through this book, <laughs> I'm not going to take the course. Like I'm not going to no. do the next step if I can't do the first step. And that yeah. like, that, that sort of, it, it takes a lot of almost discipline in a way to, to not buy into the, 
get rich quick schemes of the internet yeah. and the marketing and, and everything that's out there, right? Everyone is promising that you're going to make a hundred, you know, six figures if you just do what they tell you. And it's yeah. something that I'm very careful with in my marketing of like, yeah. coaches are here to help, but they, I yes. cannot guarantee anything. Like this is no. a collaborative process. And so yes. that's why it's like, well, you know, universities even promise a lot of stuff, but yeah. I think they're a little more realistic uh, than, than some of the stuff out there. But, you know, what is some of the, what is some of the pressure that you have felt as you've been on this journey? Have you gotten much pressure from people or the internet or, or anything out there? I think not from the people around me. No, I think I'm a kind of person that usually puts a lot of pressure on myself, but I knew from like going back. So when you talk about going to university and passive studying something I studied sociology just because that was what I got in the university degree I got into and it meant leaving home and going to a different country so from Cyprus going to Greece but I realized at the end of it that that kind of studying and that academia or that approach didn't suit me so I've been on a kind of journey for the last 10 years trying to find what works for me and then I think the most pressure I feel is from myself because I put a lot of pressure on myself, um, but not from people around me. But I think it's just like that. They talk people in in tech talk a lot about like imposter syndrome and thinking you're not good enough or comparing yourself to other people. And I think the thing is, like like I said, like with LinkedIn or with like whatever social media, things might not always be what they seem, or people might portray what like the good things or like an idea of what they want people to know it might not be the truth but you you can't it's it's not helpful to compare your journey to someone else's because it's your journey right everyone has has their path and has their journey and their story people's stories aren't the same and so you just have to have faith in what you're doing and i think it's just really important to look after yourself as well so like, especially like, because for the last year, I've pretty much been at home, maybe like going to the supermarket now and then, which is like so exciting for me to get <laughs> out. But you have to kind of curate your day. So I try and um, I'll wake up, I'll do Swedish. I'll do, I, I had some sessions with a life coach last year, a few, and she taught me mirror work. So you talk to yourself in the mirror and, and you kind of, for about 30 seconds. And I was like, really 30 seconds? Cause I'm very literal. So I was like, I put my timer for 30 seconds. She was like, no, it doesn't, it doesn't have to be exactly. And so you talk to yourself. And then I find that writing a gratitude list is very important. Sometimes it might be five things, sometimes it might be 10, 15, 20, but I just try and write everything that comes to mind because there is good in every day. And like people say, I think there's a phrase like, not every day is good, but there's good in every day. That is Ooh, true. Like that. Yeah. It's true. Like that, it might be that you've had a coffee in the morning or you're having a nice dinner or the sun's out or you've seen a bird chase another bird. It could be anything, but I think it's very important to to um, notice that there is good in every day. Don't I, focus on every everything that's bad because if you keep focusing on, oh, I haven't got a tech degree. Oh, but I'm not earning. Oh, but this person's done this. Oh, but this person's come out of a boot camp and got a job. It, it doesn't actually, what do we gain from that? It doesn't really help. <laughs> right, and and it's, but it feels so good sometimes. That's the problem. Yes. It feels so good oh, yeah. to be, to be miserable, right? And misery yes, loves company. So people will join <laughs> you in it. And I love what you're saying there. Cause like this morning is gorgeous in, in Chicago. 
and yeah. I grabbed a cappuccino and I was like, wow, I actually have a little bit of time before my live stream. And I went for a walk around the block and just that yeah. like, changed my mood so much. So I, I definitely yeah. feel what you're saying. What are some of the things that you say to yourself in the mirror, if you're willing to share? I think it's just like, it might be like, you've washed your hair. That's a good thing. Or like, it's just silly thing. Or like, you're going to have a good day. Or you might be nervous about this thing, but you're going to be fine. But I just, it, it might look weird if someone walks past and sees me, but it it, it, re it really works because it's yeah. just you between you and you. But that's why I like journaling because it's just between me and me. And I don't really... Yeah go back and read things I should really but I just pour things out on paper to get it out so it's not stuck in my mind because otherwise I think it it doesn't help to like things to be churning 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 write it on paper it gets out of your mind and then you can kind of move move on yeah, journaling is fantastic. It's something yeah. that I'm always trying to come back to. And it's it's sort of funny. Yeah. I, I tend to journal more when I'm upset. Uh, so yeah. most of my journals are very negative. So if I go back and read them, I'm like, dang, am I a negative person? It's like, no, I just, <laughs> I, I actually sometimes look at the strings of, because I, I journal on, a, on an online app and it shows oh, okay. you, yeah, it shows you all the days you missed. And I go, yeah. I missed a month. That must mean I was pretty happy <laughs> that month, right? It's like, I used to get really down about it. I was like, I went a month without journaling. How terrible is that? And I'm like, no, I went a month without journaling because I wasn't, I had nothing to complain about. Like, that's wonderful. Right. Yeah, <laughs> and, and yeah. So that, that sort of reframing, I think is always helpful. And yeah, um, I, I really like what you're saying here of like that, you know, self-analysis and that constant reminders. I remember I went and visited, or I went and stayed at my brother's place after college at one point, and he had all these things on the mirror, all these like little motivational quotes and and things yeah. posted up. And I was like, how lame is that? And then like <laughs> fast forward five or 10 years, I've got like post-it notes all over my apartment with like things to remind me to like, oh, right. I am interested in that thing. I keep forgetting that I want to do that stuff. Like you know, yeah. e even something as simple as like um, focus, like the word focus, just having that. Yes. I should probably put that on like my flower pot here, just so I remember focus, focus. And like, yeah, yeah, that, that constant reminder, it is, it's almost like we're trying to brainwash ourselves to a certain yes. degree, especially if, if you're not someone who's naturally optimistic, um, yes. which I'm not, I'm naturally more cynical. Um, I would say I'm a realist, but people would say I'm yes. a pessimist. <laughs> yes, so I so, say that about myself, but I'm a right. realist, but yeah. Well, yeah. and so it's it's that constant just going like, okay, wait a second. There is a, there is a, uh, you know, a balance between just allowing yourself to grow slowly because that's yes. a lot of what you're saying here is like, I want this, but I know it's not an overnight success, right? No. And the way you're approaching it almost seems to be a perfect way to combat imposter syndrome, right? People keep yeah. saying, how do I overcome imposter syndrome? And in my yeah. mind, I'm like, just allow yourself to move slowly. Like allow yes. yourself to get better over time. Like I think about this, this podcast, right? Like, yeah. how do I get better at podcasting? I have to do more episodes. It's not like I can do yeah. anything in between. No. Like, what am I going to do? Just like talk at the wall for an hour, which I guess technically I do every day on the live stream. But um, I'm just like, uh, no one's here. So I'm just going to talk to nothing. And like, and that kind of stuff, I think really helps to just be like, okay, it's a process. It takes time. It's okay not to know things. And in your case, it's like, 
it's okay not to know things. And that's why I have these communities. I'm going to yes. reach out to the communities. I'm going to learn from the communities, right? Yes. If you want to be a writer, you should know writers. If you want to be an actor, yes. you should know actors. If you want to be a comedian, yes. you should be around comedians. <laughs> and the same thing with, with coding or, or anything, yes. right? And so I love that perspective that you're taking. Yeah, thank you. Thank you. So as you think forward, what are yeah. some of the things that... Um, you know, we're, we're moving beyond the compare. Well, there's one thing on comparisons that I wanted to call out Okay. because uh, you mentioned comparing yourself to people on LinkedIn and it's not <laughs> even always an accurate thing you're comparing yourself to because everyone is so no. full of it. Everyone's so up yeah. their own ass. Um, <laughs> it's like, you know, I, I made a post today. It was like, uh, you're enough. Also, you're not so doing not. enough. And I'm like, yeah. which is it? Which is it? Am I am I enough or am I not doing enough? And the yeah. same people are saying both things and I'm probably guilty of it too. And one of the things that I think is so interesting is um, there's this great example of, uh, I don't know if you've ever seen Rick and Morty, um, but the, creator, yeah, the yeah, creator of that of cartoon, he goes, yeah. you, you never go home at the end of the day and watch things by people who are worse than you. You only no. watch things by people who are better than you. Because why would you yes. want to watch something that you could do, right? No. So he's like, he's like, I always feel like I'm not good enough because I'm always watching people that are better than me and getting well, inspiration yeah. from them. And so he's like, I have to keep reminding myself that like, as I get better, my taste improves and I watch things that are even better than what I can do. So I'm yeah. always in a state of inferiority. Um, yeah. And I find that to be so interesting when it comes to LinkedIn. I'm curious what your thoughts are on that. What on what on LinkedIn? What yeah, thoughts with the, on what? With the comparison, like we never look for people who are less successful than us <laughs> on LinkedIn. You know? No, no, we don't. And I think that that's true of all platforms. I'm just so curious. Like now that yeah. you're at this point and you've got yeah. you know a nice system in place. You've got your journaling. Yes. You've got your reflections. Yeah. You've got your studies. Yeah. yeah what what do you sort of view as like the next step beyond this like is there is there anything else that you're looking forward to or that you haven't quite gotten to yet um you know what are the things that you, that are keeping you motivated to move forward what are the things that are keeping me motivated just that i want to kind of once i've done my um workshops i want to get a job but so that's keeping me motivated but I think it you can't be locked in fear by that it's good to have an end goal but I think everything else is important as well so for example when you said like with the podcast the only way that you'll get better at podcasting is by doing more the only way I'll get better at coding is by coding more and you hear a lot of people say um build projects, build projects, build projects, keep building projects. It doesn't matter if they're perfect, just keep building them. And I went to one event where someone said, if you hear a piece of advice three times, then you should do it. And so I'd go to these events when I felt a bit like, oh, what am I doing? And I'd keep hearing like, build a project, write a, write a, um, write, um, write a blog, have a portfolio. So it's just like breaking it down, which is why I'm doing the workshop I'm doing now, because I'm building a portfolio and then I'll be learning React, which is which is um, um, a framework that's very popular and a lot of jobs ask for it. So you just have to kind of break it down, have the end goal, which for me is get a job in tech of some sort by the end of the year, but don't be 
paralyzed in fear by that, by thinking, what if, what if, what if, and focusing on other people's journeys, because then it could immobilize you. Because when I get afraid, it gets to the point where I'm so like immobilized by it. And that that's not good because you're not moving at all. So just keep making those, those steps. So a bit like the tortoise and the hare, the tortoise got there and won. Just keep putting those steps one by one every day consistently, code, journal, talk to people, code, journal, you know, those kind of things. And after a while, you'll see that you've walked however many kilometers and you're like, oh, wow. But you keep doing it. You just have to keep keep moving if that answers that one. <laughs> I love that. No, I love it. I, I think that's a perfect place to to wrap the discussion. And I think what I'm really curious about in, and the audience might be curious about now is if folks want to connect with you and, yeah. uh, you know, stay in your community, uh, yeah. where can they get in touch and, and how can they find what you're doing? Yeah, sure. So on LinkedIn, I'm Eleni Nicolaides. And then um, on Twitter, I'm Eleni underscore codes. And then on Instagram, I'm Eleni.codes. But just send me, <laughs> I know, send me a request or connect with me. And if you want to talk about coding or or just have a chat or just because this has helped you or whatever, just connect with me. I really I was like making it. you I appreciate it as well. Thank you for yeah, having me. Absolutely. And everyone go follow her. We'll put the links in the uh, description as well as on the Thank screen you. here. And, uh, you know, Lenny, it's been an absolute blast uh, chatting with you today oh, and, and hearing you too, about Martin. your journey. So good luck and um, you know, keep you. us posted on where you end up. I'm, I can't wait to hear where you end up oh. working. The company that you'll end up with will be so uh, lucky to have you. Oh, thank you. Thank you so much. And all the best with your journey. Thank you so much for taking the time to listen to this episode today. I really appreciate your support of what we're building here at Career Therapy as we continue to try and explore the hidden side of modern work and tell some of the stories that maybe don't get enough light shed on them. If you enjoyed what you listened to today, I hope you will leave us a review on iTunes. Uh, subscribe to this wherever you're listening or watching on YouTube, Spotify, etc. And uh, share this with some friends who you know are going through similar experiences and looking to build their career and, and gain some insights along the way. Again, thank you so much for stopping by, and I wish you the best. I'll see you on the next episode.